My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Travel and Cruise Industry News on this, the 18th day of April 2022, coming to you live on location from Mazatlan, Mexico. I'm sitting here in the Playbook Sports Bar right across from Cafe Promenade on Navigator of the Seas. So uh, good morning to Navigator of the Seas, folks. Quite a few people around here this morning. So in the of course, the uh, bar is uh, opening uh, as we speak. So who knows what's going to happen during the show today. Um, it is a typical uh, Monday following a holiday weekend. There's not a great deal of news, uh, but there are a couple things worth talking about. Uh, today, of course, is uh, tax day. For all you procrastinators, uh, they gave you a couple extra days because of the holiday weekend, but uh, today's the day, folks. Make sure you get those taxes filed so you don't have any penalties and interest and all that stuff. We do have some cruise ships sailing from North American ports today, and I have some personal news to share with you. But first on the cruise ship sailing from ports uh, from uh, New York and Manhattan, we have the Viking Octantis. Port Canaveral, we have Independence of the Seas, Disney Dream, and Carnival Liberty. Port Everglades, Vision of the Seas, Celebrity Millennium, Celebrity Reflection. Down in Miami, Freedom of the Seas will sail. Norwegian Sky, Carnival Sunrise, and Seven Seas Navigator. Over in Tampa, you got the Carnival Paradise and the Celebrity Constellation. In New Orleans, we've got the Carnival Valor. Out in Los Angeles, Long Beach, the Carnival Radiant sails today. And up in Vancouver, Royal Princess gets underway. There is a breaking news headline this morning, which will be the lead story, of course. 
And that's a guest was airlifted literally just um, an hour or so ago from an MSC ship. Uh, Carnival cruises uh, that require booster. We're going to list those again. P&O ships return to Australia. And speculation on MV Worthen, if you have forgotten about that one, I'll bring you up to date on that whole mess. If you're listening via the podcast, uh, welcome aboard. Uh, you can uh, access uh, the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or any of the place you get your podcasts from, all the biggies, tune in, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, all the big hits. Just search for Travel and Cruise Industry News, and up fat, up pops the fat travel guy. All right, so to be completely uh, transparent with everything I do as I try to do, I have been contacted by the New York Times again, and finally uh, there seems to be some maneuvering toward um, having this special about me uh, actually published. Uh, the, I uh, have an appointment tomorrow afternoon, a uh, video call with the fact checker of the New York Times so they can go over all the facts and make sure that they have all the T's crossed and the I's dotted in the story that they're going to be uh, presenting about uh, me and travel. And I'm not even sure what form it's going to take yet. I'll find out tomorrow afternoon. So anyway, that was the good news that um, finally, after several months of delay, uh, that we are going to see something in the New York Times. Uh, as we sailed into uh, Mazatlan this morning, by the way, it was kind of interesting last night to, when we sailed late from Cabo because it, it was a, a late day there. We didn't get there until noon. Uh, so it was like 7.30 when the last tender I uh, got back shortly after that before we sail. The captain came on and said, uh, you know, we're only doing 189 miles or whatever it was to Mazatlan. He says, well, we should go past the breakwater right about uh, 7 o'clock their time. That would be 9 o'clock Eastern daylight time if you're keeping up with the time difference. And we, sure enough, we pulled in, uh, pulled past the breakaway, breakways uh, right there at uh, – seven a couple minutes after seven so he was right on the schedule but here's what we faced when we got there this morning and again it seems like there's there it comes this it's a little foggy and kind of yucky looking when we first pulled in uh that's a uh, second scene there Mazatlan. but he did tell us that um, the weather looks like it's going to burn all that business off uh, and uh, it should be a nice, sunny, uh, warm day here in Mazatlan for those that are planning on going ashore. Uh, they've already uh, opened the gangway, and uh, folks are heading in that direction. Now, another thing I wanted to point out to you guys uh, today is some of the things that I deal with as far as uh, accessibility issues go. And uh, again, I apologize for the slowness in, it seems like the stream is not picking up on my uh, commands as quickly as it normally would. 
So I'm actually trying to take that off and it's not doing it. So I won't have Okay, so I'll go back and try it this way. Some of you may have seen this picture that I posted uh, day before yesterday of the lovely atrium in the center of Navigator of the Seas. Now I want you to, to point out, I want to point out two things to you uh, in that picture. One, notice the staircase on the right, keep that in mind. And straight ahead between where I'm uh, sitting on the scooter, see the curved uh, brass railing. Okay, that is a open space into the atrium and it's a five story drop from where I was when I took that picture. And if you go on up, it's obviously higher than that, but from that particular place, it's a, a five uh, floor drop down to the base. So, if you back up a little bit, thank you very much. Go ahead, Fernando. You can set it down. That's right. That's right. Fernando here is bringing me uh, a little adult beverage here this morning. I've got to work on my uh, <laughs> vegetable level. Yes, say hello. Uh, here, take this up. Stick your head back in again. I had a picture on. That's Fernando. Good morning. And I'm going to work on my vegetable level this morning here. As I do my show. Where are you from, Fernando? I'm from Brazil. From Brazil. Very good. Time for the Mary. Huh? Okay, enjoy, thank you enjoy. very much. All right. Um, all right. So if you go back to the picture there of the atrium. Now, if I glance down in front of the scooter, this is what I see. Now, that looks like a nice little flat spot to a wall. And then notice the steps go off to the right there in the right corner of the picture and straight ahead is the railing that looked over that's a straight drop down you can kind of see down into the floor below or maybe two floors below okay now here's what the, the problem is that's not a flat surface that is a step down now, if you look closely, you'll see the railing there in the middle is a down railing. But you don't see that just glancing down unless you're specifically looking for it. Now, you guys all know I had the incident in Cozumel a couple of weeks ago where my scooter wheel ran off the concrete walkway and flipped over on top of me in the sand. All right, how about going down a step if you weren't expecting it? Or even if you were rolling forward at you know, going into a space to a railing, you're not going to be going at full speed. But even at four or five miles an hour and all of a sudden dropped into that step, is that enough to throw me over the handlebars? And then there's that railing that, you know, obviously I'm a big fat guy, so it's not going to throw me over the railing. But somebody lightweight that did that, or perhaps a child that dropped down on a scooter and it flipped them off. That could be a very dangerous situation. So those are the kind of accessibility issues that I'm finding on ships today. And of course, when it's Royal Caribbean, I have, uh, I have my friend that's uh, the, uh, the head dude, you know, for uh, specialty needs on Royal Caribbean. So he's going to get some information on 
you know, this ship and other ships are not going to have issues. Boy, I feel healthy, healthier already. Getting my vegetable levels where they're supposed to be. I'll be back with today's news after this word from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, on with the news for the day. As, as I said earlier, there is some breaking news this morning. This happened, oh, it's now about an hour and a half ago. A 25-year-old French passenger in urgent need of medical treatment was airlifted by the Coast Guard rescue crew from the cruise ship MSC Grandiosa. The cruise ship was located about 20 nautical miles off the coast of St. Antico in southwestern Sardinia on sailing the seven-night Mediterranean cruise toward La Valletta, uh, Malta, when the medical evacuation took place. The young man was suffering from a gastrointestinal bleeding and needed to be hospitalized. The Port Authority of Cagliari, having received the request for a medevac after having assessed the situation with International Radio Medical Center, dispatched SAR helicopter of the 4th Decamonamanu Coast Guard Section. Sorry about the slaughter and the pronunciation. To facilitate and speed up the operation, the MSC Grandiosa sailed closer to the coast, heading towards the Canal de San Pietro, where the helicopter reached it. The medical evacuation of the passenger was not an easy task due to strong gusts of wind. The 25-year-old was transported to Ratsu, where he was hospitalized. There is no uh, information yet on his condition but congratulations to not only the Coast Guard folks but the Grandiosa folks who did a kind of daring uh, rescue this morning to get a passenger to a hospital recently Carnival Cruise Line made a change to a small number of cruises that will now require guests to be vaccinated and boosted in order to sail those that require fully vaccinated guests who are more than six months past the last dose of their initial vaccine series to be boosted in order to sail are 
These are the ships and the cruises that require this, folks. It's not all of them. So those of you that have the issues with the government telling you what to do, just calm down. It's not all the Carnival cruise lines. Carnival Spirit, 16-day Carnival Journeys cruise that sails April 17th. The Carnival Pride Transatlantic that sails April 24th. Carnival Pride Barcelona departures on May 8th, 19th, and 29th. And the Carnival Splendor 23-day Carnival Journey Trans-Pacific that sails September 6th. Those uh, three ships and six, seven cruises total require boosters. Don't fuss about it, folks. Just do it if you want to be on those. For all other Carnival Cruises, booster shots are just a recommendation and not a requirement. P&O's Pacific Explorer became the first cruise ship to return to Australia, finally. Sailing through Sydney Heads at about 9.30 a.m. this morning before gliding into the circular quay with an escort of official vessels and Sydney boaties. She received a marvelous welcome home to Sydney this morning with a ceremonial water cannon salute, celebrating her entry and in this way announces return of the $5 billion a year Australian cruise industry there were 250 crew on board without passengers. Another 600 crew are expected to join the ship before its first cruise, scheduled on May the 31st, a four-night round trip from Sydney to Brisbane. So congratulations to the folks in Australia for finally getting the Australia cruise industry up and going again. Those of you that know, uh, are aware of the fact that the Australian uh, cruise industry is a separate entity all its own. The ships are actually taken from the normal fleets and assigned to Australia. Uh, it's a whole different legal setup, but glad to see that happen. While the uncompleted Global Dreams fate remains unclear, future scenarios for various parts of the insolvent MV Werfton are beginning to take shape. Somebody says, MV Werfton, I don't remember what that is. It's a shipyard that was owned by Genting Hong Kong and went belly up before Genting Hong Kong went belly up. I remember all the crap about crystal ships getting arrested and all that business. Well, Genting uh, Hong Kong owned MV Werfton and MV Werfton was building the Global Dream, a future 9,500 passenger cruise ship for Dream Cruises. The family-controlled Ventures Meyer Group and Fassim acquiring MV controlled Neptune ship design with approximately 100 employees uh, are apparently interested in purchasing MV Worthton. 
two days before Superstar Libra, which has been serving as an accommodation ship for yard workers and contractors. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Whoops, now we get a we get a bridge. Captain. Hold on, folks. Which is the in a few minutes navigator will collect the mandatory bill for the crew. The emergency signal will be sounded. This trade is required by international maritime law, and guest participation is not required. You can request guests to speak clear of section four and five outside while the trade is in progress. Once again, this trade is intended for the crew, and guest participation is not required. Thank you very much for your attention and cooperation, and enjoy your day. Oh, good. We got another training session. Many of you guys have witnessed those on ships recently with me because uh, it seems that we're always on the air when they happen. That means that we're going to get that blast of the loud horn to scare the crap out of me when it happens. Uh, anyway, a Superstar Libra, it's been a, uh, trying to serve as accommodation ship for yard workers and contractors, left Wismar bound for the Mediterranean. While MV Werfton Streisand compound has been sold for redevelopment as a maritime industrial area, the Wisman and Rostock sites could have future in Navy shipbuilding and maintenance. If these plans materialize, most of the Werfton staff could retain jobs locally, although Ocean Cruise Shipbuilding in Mecklenburg Vorpurum is likely ending with the possible exception of the completion of the global dream. So maybe there's some good news to come out of the whole Genting Hong Kong mess. All right, let's jump over in the chat room real quick before this test blasts off. Hot air is with us. Hi, hot air, Tom. Hot air says, will the scooter make a nice ride up to that lighthouse? I walked it about three years ago when visiting Mazatlan. This is the second highest lighthouse in the world, second to the one on Gibraltar. Nice view. Um, the information that I have, hot air, is that that area is inaccessible to scooters right now. Uh, and, of course, the lighthouse itself would be inaccessible for me. Um because I can't walk, walk the steps. That ain't going to happen. As far as getting there, I haven't been to Mazatlan for, I actually got off of the ship in Mazatlan for a number of years. It seemed to me that would be a pretty good distance from where we're actually docked. I'm thinking maybe a couple miles. Uh, which would be more in tune to a cab ride. But then again, like in Cabo yesterday, I talked to several of the vendors there. Uh, they have, there's just no um, accessible transportation. They don't have uh, cabs that can handle scooters or power wheelchairs. None, anywhere on Cabo. And um, what the ship has told me is that uh, Mazatlan and part of Vallarta, neither one have accessible tours that are available for excursions. So, yeah, uh, I, you know, I could possibly head to the lighthouse and get there, but I don't know about the streets and the curbs and how 
how accessible the, the space is between here and that lighthouse. I forget if there are steps, probably. Yeah, oops. Yeah, the steps would, would cause a, a problem. Cindy's with us, says good morning to everybody. Gretchen's here. Hi, Gretchen. How's things up in Ohio? Nikki's with us down in Jacksonville. Happy Monday, tax day to y'all. Nanook of the North, John is with us. I've talked to him earlier this morning. It's snowing like a banshee up there again. Uh, so he's getting snowed on. Uh, it's uh, uh, after the fog burns off, John. It's going to be a little chilly here at 84 degrees. Sorry about that. Cindy says, how exciting. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see what the New York Times has to say about me. I've been, you know, I've been waiting now for two months just to find out if they slaughter me, if they do something nice. I don't know. Yeah, that'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see it actually published, so. We'll get this fact check business out of the way and then hopefully they'll give me a date. You know, I still don't have a publishing date yet. Uh, Gretchen says, congratulations on the time. Can't wait to read it. Yeah, me too. Good morning, Kenneth. Kenneth's with us up in Pennsylvania. Katie's here. Hi, Katie. Katie, you're supposed to be working. Are you on lunch? And Gretchen says, hi, Fernando. Where'd Fernando go? I'm telling you, people are talking to me from Ohio. How are those veggies? Uh, Cindy, the veggies are wonderful. I feel so much healthier. My vegetable levels are right where it's supposed to be. Ah, and has a nice little spice as well. Bonnie's with us down in Pittsburgh. Hey, Bonnie. Good day to y'all. <coughs> Cindy says, my last week of work before my anniversary cruise on the breakaway. So excited. Have Haven Cabin for the first time after 12 NCL cruises. Very nice. Bonnie says, sounds wonderful. Hope a week flies by for you. Yeah, Katie's at lunch. All right, guys, I'm going to get out of here before the, the uh, siren goes off to announce the, the test for crew as they're getting ready for that. So that's going to wrap me up for today, guys. I'll see everybody back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with me. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising. Hopefully one day soon we'll all meet on the high seas. This is the old fat travel guy. See you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time for Travel and Cruise Industry News. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner Hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live. This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. 
Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.